Don't worry, Mrs. Clinton, Jeffrey Epstein is dead. That's correct. Yes. Don't worry, nobody will find out, and nobody will have any suspicion. I did a great job of covering it up. All right. All right, now, uh, yeah, you can just, you can just uh, pay me through PayPal. Yep. $500,000? Yes. Yep. Okay. All right, give Bill my best. All right, I love you too. Welcome, everybody, to the Class Act Podcast. I am finally back after a few weeks of hiatus. And um, it's, you know, the football season's coming around, NFL season's coming around. We've, we've had a few preseason games. Uh, and um, But there still really hasn't been much in terms of actual gameplay besides, you know, baseball, which, I mean... Now, I've stated before on my podcast, I feel like baseball in the regular season is really boring and really drawn out. I mean, I, I really enjoy playoff baseball, and I'm a Yankees fan, so you know the Yankees are obviously right up there with the Dodgers as you know being the best team in the league, and the Astros, too, I want to be fair. Uh, but, you know, again, like the regular season in baseball is just so drawn out, it's hard to really get excited over anything that happens. And that's why I think... In general, I think baseball isn't as popular as sports like uh, the NFL and the NBA anymore. So uh, in order to, I guess, fill a time slot, or not a time slot, I mean, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but in order to come up with some new content, I decided to have another mailbag episode, which is when I answer questions from fans, uh, serious questions, I guess, and you know, and you know, see what we have. Uh, see what I can come up with, and just I think it'd be fun, and I think it's it's a good way to kind of pass the time until the NFL season starts. Um, and so let's get it started. All right. So the first question is, what sports did you play growing up? Well, when I was a kid, I basically played pretty much every sport you could think for at least a little bit. I played a year of lacrosse. I played soccer for one year, believe it or not. I did rec. I played rec basketball. I played baseball, and also and also football. I was actually really good at baseball. Uh, I was like the best hitter and the best pitcher, but I didn't really get the same type of adrenaline rush or juice from baseball that I got from playing football. So around fourth grade, football really became my main sport. And I was actually really good when I did play. I mean, I wasn't uh, an All-American type level or anything, but I had good instincts and I was able to find the ball and flow to the ball and make plays. Um, I had injuries, though, but I feel like I know for a fact that if I hadn't gotten gotten injured uh, my sophomore and junior years of high school, uh, that I, I definitely could have played uh, Division three at least, college football. Um, but football was always my main sport and it was always my favorite sport because it was the sport that I was best at. Okay. The next question, I'm going to break a little bit of the fourth wall here. Uh, it was, how was Barry McCockner started? Well, for those who don't know, I was known as sports talk Joe for a long time because my actual name is Joe and I... I don't know. I had my real face as my Avi for like four and a half years, five years. And eventually I just decided, you know, it's time for a change. So 
one night I saw I saw this commercial come on, and I'd seen this commercial you know, hundreds of times, and I thought it was just some local shitty commercial because the production value was awful, and it had this this doctor, this fake looking doctor, aggressively yelling at you, you know, yelling at the screen, and I thought this guy's a fucking asshole. So I decided to post a pic of of the actor on my Twitter feed and people just were like, Oh yeah, I know that guy. He's an asshole. I love You know, I hate that guy. He's an asshole. Cause, and I was surprised because I thought that it was just like a local commercial because the production value was so bad. Uh, and then I eventually decided, you know what, this seems like a good future use of an Abby. And, uh, so I, I made it my Abby. And, uh, in terms of the name, I was, I wanted to have a funny name, but one that wasn't like, completely obvious you know, something like bend over or mike hunt i wanted something that was just realistic sounding enough to where it could kind of fly over people's heads and so barry mccockiner i feel like is one that you know if if you don't know beforehand you kind of have to say it out loud a few times before it finally hits home so i thought that was uh, a good thing and i honestly didn't expect it to uh to blow up the way it has, but uh, I think it's it's really nice and it's it's kind of taken on a life of its own, and uh, I'm I'm really happy with the persona. I think it's really, I think it's really turned out much better than I ever could have thought. All right, next question: uh, Who will be the most dominant player in the NBA over the next decade? Well, I think I think if Zion lives up to his potential, I think you would have to say Zion because he he's just such an athletic freak and such an outlier uh the thing about zion though is that his his jump shot and his shooting form is really really ugly but he's such a freak athlete that i mean he has the ability to be by far the best player in the nba for years to come as long as he doesn't get fat and as long as he doesn't you know eat up on too much uh new orleans food um but he certainly has the potential Obviously, you got other guys like Luka Doncic um, and uh, Trey Young. Even at least offensively, I don't. I don't think Trey Young will ever be a good defender, but he uh, he has the uh, ability to become, I think, a really, really great offensive player. Uh, which is why I'm kind of upset that Zion went to the to the Pelicans because that's that's a, that's a boring as fuck thing. I would have loved to have seen Zion and Trey Young pair up. Uh, but I, I think to to reiterate, I think that the top three at least for right now, because the thing about the NBA, the thing about basketball in general is, is that, you know, all these, all the best players, like think about back to 2014, 2015, did did anybody outside of, you know, high school basketball addicts and all these, you know, recruiting uh, experts, did they, did anybody who wasn't, you know, did any casual fans even know who Zion Williamson was before, you know, 2015? So, I'm sure in 10 years, there will be a guy who we don't even know about yet, who's not even on the radar yet, who will be in the mix for the for you know one of the top players. But as for right now, I'd say the top three looking towards the future, at least from what I can see, are, I think, is Giannis, obviously, uh, Zion, uh, Luka Doncic, well, I know that I know I'm gonna I'm gonna say more than three now, but who gives a shit? It's my podcast. I can do what I want. Uh, Trey Young, you got all. You know, so right now, I'm kind of blanking on the other ones on who else. 
but I'm sure there's going to be a current unknown high schooler or junior high schooler who's going to you know burst onto the scene and and in a decade or so be be an elite player. Uh, another question is, what's your strongest theory slash opinion that doesn't relate to sports or Twitter? This can be conspiracies, real world thoughts, etc. Well, I I don't consider myself to be uh, you know a conspiracy theorist very often, you know like Alex Jones, and I don't I don't like to wear a tinfoil hat, but I think it's I've always been a little bit uh, miffed by how we haven't found a cure for cancer yet. I feel like it seems like for for decades now, every single year we hear about. Uh, you know, people donating millions and millions to cancer research, and it's like, well, how much? Like at, at a certain point, like how much money do you need? Like, what is the what is the holdup here? Like every year we hear about, oh, we have to donate more money to cancer research, and it's just to me, it's like you know, over you know, fifty years ago we put a fucking man on the moon, and we still can't find out the with today's technology and all the shit we have, like we can't find out a cure for cancer. That's always been suspicious to me. Now, I even saying it out loud, it sounds, uh, you know, and you know the the thing is, well, if you know if they gave out a cure for cancer, that means the medical industry would go down. That means that population control would be all fucked up. Um, so, I mean, there are some legitimate sounding reasons for why somebody would want to cover up uh, or, or keep secret the cure for cancer. But, I mean, that's just one thing that's always been. Uh, it's always been confusing to me. It's like every single year we hear about, you know, people donating millions and millions and millions of dollars to cancer research. And it's like, well, at, and like I said, like at a certain point, you know, when when is when are we going to see some <laughs> results? Like what are we we've been doing this for decades now. It's like, you know, we should be able to to have something by now. Um even even saying that shit even now I feel like, you know, Alex Jones talking about this. Uh, because it's such a, you know, I don't know this for for certain, but it's just something that's always been a little bit fishy. To me. Next question. What's the best, quickest argument for LeBron being the greatest of all time? Well, I guess the argument is nobody has dominated better competition for a longer period of time than LeBron James. I guess if you want to try and, and give the Cliff Notes version of it. Uh, he's been elite for a decade and a half now. Okay, it's interest. It's funny because people go on Twitter to say LeBron is overrated and a choker, and Twitter didn't even exist the last time LeBron didn't make an All NBA team. Think think about that for a second. Think about how wild that shit is. Twitter people use social media platforms that weren't even around the last time LeBron wasn't an elite player to say LeBron is overrated. That's just mind blowing to me. Um, but yeah, the 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 Cliff Notes version of LeBron, his goat argument is nobody has dominated better competition for a longer period of time than he has. Uh, I I honestly believe if you put LeBron in the 80s and 90s, he would have wrecked shit so badly. He would have he would have averaged an efficient or at least close to an efficient 35-point triple-double. It would have been... Like, they would have had to call the police. It would have been bad. Next question from a butthurt fan. Why such the hate for Lamar Jackson? He's too unproven to be labeled a shit QB, 
Give him until week nine to genuinely decide whether he's got the potential to be an NFL QB. Well, I don't I don't hate Lamar Jackson. I just think he sucks. Like, there's a difference. I mean, because he does suck. He's not a good passer. He could improve, but, I mean, what? there aren't many instances or examples of QBs who were horribly inaccurate who suddenly turned into elite quarterbacks or, you know, super accurate QBs. Uh, I just... Sometimes you just know, and it's kind of the same thing with Patrick Mahomes. It's, oh, well, he's only started one year. How do you know he's great? Well, when you just watch him play, sometimes you just know. It's like that, you know, with like a guy like when Dan Marino came onto the scene back in the early 80s, he, you know, even by his second year when he put up, you know, 48 touchdowns, like you just know that a player is legit when you see it. And uh, so Lamar Jackson is like that, only the inverse. He just doesn't have... He's not able to read a defense. He's inaccurate. He's a phenomenal athlete. He's a phenomenal runner, which is where all the running backs, wide receiver jokes come from. But, uh, I mean, hey, I hope he proves me wrong because I would love to see him beat the Patriots. So, you know, and, like, I would love to see him improve, but I would not uh, put money on it. Here's an easy question. Uh, who wins in a seven-game series, the 2010 Lakers or the 2018 Warriors? Uh, I think the 2018 Warriors win in in a sweep, if not five games. I, I think I think the 2018 and tw- especially the 2017 Warriors are the greatest team in NBA history. They're the greatest collection of talent in NBA history. Uh, like I said, specifically more so the 2017 Warriors, but the 2018 Warriors. Look, they had, they had you know Durant, Steph, Clay, Draymond, they had Iguodala. They had they had all they had such, they had the greatest collection of talent. In, uh, in NBA history, and the Warriors this year would have won it all again had Durant not gotten hurt, because we all know Steph is a bitch choker who's a front runner who can't win without Durant against healthy teams in the finals. Uh, who, I'm sorry, how did you become, here's another question, how did you become an Eagles fan? Are you from Philly or just became a fan, and do you support other Philly teams? Uh, I became an Eagles fan uh, when I was about six years old and that was because my favorite player growing up was Donovan McNabb and I also loved I also when I was a little kid I thought the NFL was boring because a lot of teams used to just run the ball and the Eagles under Andy Reid liked to throw a lot so I thought they were fun to watch I thought their uniforms were kind of cool I love watching Donovan McNabb so I said hey why not you know become an Eagles fan uh and for a long time that was and, and I was, this was right around the time when the Eagles were going to all those NFC Championship games. Uh, this was like right smack dab during the peak Reed McNabb years when they went to four straight championship games in a Super Bowl. So there was a lot of heartbreak involved. Um, and then obviously uh, it went uh, a little while and then they finally uh, redeemed uh, my fandom by winning a Super Bowl a couple years ago against the Patriots. That was a great night. Uh and uh, now it looks like the Eagles are set up to have uh, a brilliant uh, next few seasons. So I'm, I'm very happy that I'm an Eagles fan. Uh, am I from Philly? No, I'm not. I just became a fan. I don't support other Philly teams. My team's my favorite baseball team, as I alluded, as I said earlier in the episode, is the New York Yankees. Uh, my favorite NBA team is LeBron. I don't follow the NHL or really any other sport. The three main sports I follow are the NFL, NBA, and baseball, MLB. So 
that that's that answers that. With an another question, with a new head coach and defensive changes, is Green Bay a Super Bowl contender this year? Well, I think any team that has a healthy Aaron Rodgers on it uh, is is always a threat to win a Super Bowl. Uh, I, I will we'll have to wait and see what happens with Matt Lafleur uh, and if his scheme uh, translates. I mean, look, you know the the, the Packers. Matt LaFleur, his one year as an offensive coordinator, the Titans finished, I think, 27th in points per game last year. The Packers' new offensive coordinator, I mean, that, let me backtrack. The The Packers, like I said, they hired, at, for head coach, they hired an offensive coordinator from the 27th ranked offense last year uh, as their new head coach. And as their new offensive coordinator, they hired the offensive coordinator from the 31st ranked offense last year. So, like, I don't. I, I don't know. Obvi- obviously, uh, Matt Lafleur was with the Titans last year, and obviously Aaron Rodgers is better than Marcus Mariota, and obviously uh, Nathaniel Hackett, who's the offensive coordinator for the Packers now, was with the Jaguars last year, and and you know obviously Rodgers is better than Bortles and whatever the fuck else you know other QBs the Jaguars were trotting out last year, Cody Kessler or some shit, who knows? But um, I mean, I'm pretty much, I think. My gut says that the Packers kind of fell for the the trying to find the next Sean McVay phase. I mean, you know, because Matt Lafleur used to work with Sean McVay for a year. So I mean, hopefully the uh, I mean I, I love Aaron Rodgers. I love watching Aaron Rodgers. He's one of my favorite. He's one of my favorite players to watch. Uh, I think he's I think he's the best quarterback of all time. So I hope at least I, I hope the Packers go fifteen and one next year. Uh, the one loss coming against the Eagles. So, um, because I'm that much of a, of a Aaron Rodgers fan, but, uh, uh, I mean, I don't know when it comes to the Packers defense, the last time the Packers had a good defense was when, you know, like Aaron Hernandez was, was still considered a role model. The last time the Packers had a good defense. So if the Packers have a good defense, I'll see it. I'll believe it when I see it. Next question. What does Tom Brady have to do to prove himself to not be a system QB? Well, he'd have to uh, he'd have to go back in time about twenty years, get drafted by a team without Bill Belichick, and basically have the success he's had with Bill Belichick and the Patriots, only on a different team. Uh, and obviously, that's not going to happen. Next question: In the next ten years, who would you rather have, Baker Mayfield or Deshaun Watson? Um. My gut says, I mean, not to be racist, but I would probably take Baker Mayfield because Deshaun Watson, I don't know how well his body will hold up because he takes a lot of sacks. Uh, no offense to Michael Sam. Uh, and I think Baker is, uh, I don't know, Baker, I, th- I think he's, he's, they're both really good. Uh, it's going to be interesting, but I think I think Baker has a little bit, more potential because he, he he's able to make some ridiculous plays. I know Watson is too, but Watson takes a lot of hits that he that you know unnecessary hits, and he's not necess- he's not really the biggest or the most stocky guy. So uh, we don't know how durable he's going to be. But I so I, I'd take Mayfield. But it's very next question. What was your favorite thing to do growing up? Masturbate. Next question. Uh, do you think? Eagle Dalla deserved the 2015 Finals MVP, though LeBron put up great numbers. 
Also, are you happy that he got it over Steph? All right, l- let me just let me just start out by saying that this is one of the biggest hills I will die on. To the to the day I die, I will firmly believe that LeBron James deserved the 2015 Finals MVP. I don't give a shit if he lost. I'm telling you that Cavs team without LeBron would have lost every single game by at least 40 points if LeBron wasn't there. LeBron was the sole reason that series was even remotely competitive, okay? When LeBron was not on the court in that series, his top teammates combined to shoot 0 for 21 from the field, 0 for 21. I could do that, and I'm a fat white guy who sucks at basketball, okay? The difference, LeBron averaged the difference in points per game, rebounds per game, and assists per game between LeBron and Andre Iguodala is larger than the gap between Andre Iguodala and you, yes, you, in points per game, rebounds per game, and assists per game, okay? LeBron deserved that finals MVP. I don't give a shit if he lost. Uh, Am I happy that Iguodala got it over Steph? I mean, I guess so, because it allows me to, you know, make these, uh, you know, Steph Curry jokes, Finals MVP jokes all the time, and it rile up Warriors fans, so I guess that was the silver lining of it, but still, I think uh, I think LeBron deserved it, despite the fact that, you know, he shot, you know, 40%. Uh, he was literally a one-man wrecking crew, and the only reason that that series was even remotely competitive, and it's a shame that uh, he wasn't able to, to be compensated in in any way uh and you know instead now idiots just use that finals loss against him as if you know any other player could have fucking won with matthew delvadova and iman shumpert and jr smith and timothy mozgov against a 67 win team with three lmba players give me a fucking break next question do you really really think Brady is as overrated as you say he is. Do you not concede that he has some elite talent, or do you really think any QB in that system pulls off what Brady does, like the comeback against the Falcons? Uh, I, 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 me saying Brady is overrated, like I, it's not a troll. I think he's the most overrated athlete in any sport I've ever seen. He gets more undue credit for things that he doesn't deserve credit for. He's won more playoff games while underperforming, especially compared to his regular season standards than any other QB in NFL history by far. Uh, his style of play has never impressed me. Uh, I mean, to put it mildly, can anybody else name another 6th or 7th round draft pick that wasn't athletic that ended up being successful in the NFL besides Tom Brady? Like, there's a reason why he wasn't a very high draft pick. It's because he doesn't have any elite physical tools, and he's benefited from a great system his entire career. He's benefited from elite offensive lines. He's benefited from having perennial uh, top 10 defenses. He's benefited from having a coach who I think is the greatest coach in sports history who's able to you know, manage a roster and and uh, make use of, of the talent that he has on his team better than anybody else, which is why the, you know, which is why Brady can miss an entire fucking season and the and the Patriots still win 11 games with the quarterback who hadn't started since high school. Uh, you know, these all all these things I think just I've never found Brady to be that impressive. And in terms of like the comeback versus the Falcons, the, the Patriots wouldn't have even been down 28 to 3 in the first place had Brady not played like shit. So, playing like shit, and I've said this before, playing like shit like for 3 quarters 
uh, and then you know, then getting bailed out in the fourth quarter. To me, that's not greatness. Like I don't understand why that's better than a quarterback who plays well for the entire game. Like for, I think I think in general, and this isn't just for Brady, but I think in general, people I think we as sports fans really overrate clutch in terms of like a, a guy who. Like, why is it impressive for an athlete to play like crap for most of the game and then get all the credit for making a few plays late? Like, the, like I, I know it's I know it's kind of taboo to say, but all points are equally valuable towards the final score. And I feel I feel like I feel like I'm I'm on drugs or something, or I'm teaching special ed when people come into my mentions and say F- points in the fourth quarter are worth more than points in the first quarter. No, they're not. They're not. All right. All points are equally valuable. Okay. Do you know what happens if you play like shit for the first three quarters and then finally score a few touchdowns in the fourth quarter if your defense doesn't stop the other team? You know what they call that? They call it garbage time. They call it garbage time. Okay. How many times have you seen a quarterback make a few plays late in the game when the game is out of hand to kind of pad their stats? In the fourth quarter. You know why the game's out of hand? Because they didn't play well in the first three quarters. Jesus fucking Christ. It's so... The thing about a comeback is... And people like slobber all over Brady's dick. And it's so nauseating. This is why I can't wait for Brady to retire. Is like... He plays... And I've said this before. He plays like shit. He puts his team in a hole. And then in the fourth quarter, his defense tightens up. And, and stops the other team. And Brady finally gets going. Okay? But... If Brady's defense in the fourth quarters of Super Bowls 49 and 51, if they gave up even a touchdown, the Patriots lose those games, and everybody's talking about how Tom Brady's lackluster play in the first three quarters cost the Patriots those Super Bowls. That's why narratives and legacy and all that shit is so... Like, the fact that so much of it is out of a player's control and nobody has benefited from things out of their control more than Tom Brady in the postseason. That is a fact. And I don't care what anybody says, I will die on this hill. And I have the facts and the stats and the videos to prove it. And I get very upset and angry about it. Not, I don't get upset, but I get annoyed when I have idiots come into my mentions, especially Patriots fans, and literally argue that points allowed don't matter. What? What? You win football games by scoring more points than the other team. Okay? Points allowed don't matter. What the fuck are you talking about? Okay? Scoring too quickly? I've had people tell me that Patrick Mahomes isn't as good as Tom Brady because Patrick Mahomes scores too quickly? What? Are you fucking kidding me? Okay? A quarterback, you're saying a quarterback isn't as good as Tom Brady because he scores more than Tom Brady? What the fuck are we doing here? You're going to tell me and sit there with a straight face that the Bills, Dolphins, and Jets have been good since 2001, okay? In the last 17 seasons with Brady and Belichick, okay? The best fucking quarterback that the AFC East has seen to put up against the Patriots is Chad Pennington, who probably just blew out his fucking shoulder again trying to reach for the remote, okay? The Patriots, all right. All right. It's nauseating. I'm sick of it. So, yes. I could spend an entire episode talking about why Brady's overrated. I think I've done it already before, okay? He is overrated. He's like four plays away. If you can change just four plays, he would be two and five in the Super Bowl right now, okay? His legacy leaves a lot of doubt. 
His greatness leaves a lot of doubt, and he's had a lot of lucky bounces, and he's a fucking disgrace. His fans are a fucking disgrace. He's a cheater. His doctor is a fucking fraud who got caught trying to pass off sugar pills as a cure for cancer. As they say, birds of a feather flock together. Brady's a fucking weirdo. He's a fraud. His doctor's a fraud. His wife looks like a man. She's overrated. He also likes to kiss his kids on the lips for way too long. It's disgusting. Next question. Um, Wow. Uh, What are your thoughts on the Sacramento Kings and how they stand out in the Western Conference with Fox, Heald, and Bagley leading the charge? Well, I mean, I think the Kings are just... I think uh, they have the potential to be, I guess... Well, they haven't made the postseason since 2006. I think I could be wrong, but I believe that they're the longest active you know, playoff drought in the NBA. Uh, but they do have some talent. They do have some... I don't, I don't see them being a threat to make a deep playoff run. I think they could be uh, maybe a 7th or an 8th seed. Um, but I, I, don't, I don't think that they're uh, in the same kind of class as, uh, you know, the, with the Lakers, with LeBron and AD, or the Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George, or even the Warriors with, you know, their, their main core. So I think, uh, I think they could be a, a lower seed in the playoffs this year. I mean, because it's about time. It's been, you know, 14 years since uh, since they made the playoffs. I mean, get your shit together, Sacramento. Come on. Next question. What would it take to get a f- to, for us to get a face reveal from you? Well, I hate to break it to you, but I was born without a face. In fact, everything I say, everything I say comes out of my asshole. So I talk with my ass. So I was born without a face. So I'm sorry. You're never going to get a face reveal from me. Next question. Why did all the dinosaurs die? Well, I think the biggest reason is because they smoked too much marijuana. And, uh, you know, I think the extinction and the apocalypse, so to speak, was God's way of saying, you know, this is nobody is above the word of God. And uh, using the devil's lettuce is a sin that I can't forgive. And so he, he sent a shitload of asteroids to the earth. Uh, the one dinosaur that I think was was clean and I think who died with a clean conscience and a clear conscience was the T-Rex. And I say that because the T-Rex's arms were so short, it would have been impossible for them to light up a joint. Uh, uh, so I, I give the T-Rex a pass, but everybody, every other dinosaur... Shame on them. They deserved They deserved to die. And they deserve to go extinct. Next question. How do you think the Pittsburgh Steelers would do this year? Uh, well, I, I think... Uh, I don't know. The Steelers, for what, the last... You know, since the 90s, have, have really never gone more than a year or two in a row without making the playoffs. So they missed the playoffs last year. Obviously, they got rid of Antonio Brown. Uh... I mean, I, I expect them to maybe be like around the same spot they were last year. I think they could be maybe a ten or eleven win team. I could see them getting into the playoffs uh, because they have they have a great leader and they have a really a family man who has great morals. He has great values. So I expect the Steelers to get back into the playoffs and maybe be a ten or eleven win team because they have such a great leader and a great man and a great human being like Ben Roethlisberger at the head of the charge next question who's going to be the most dominant nfl team after the patriots dynasty falls off well i think as long as patrick mahomes stays healthy uh the chiefs will be the most consistent contenders 
here's the thing. We don't know how much longer the Patriots dynasty is going to go because, you know, I, Brady might play two or three more years. Uh, Belichick from basically every report, you know, he loves to coach. He just loves coaching. So I honestly don't think that whenever Brady retires, Belichick will go. And I think as long as the Patriots have Belichick in charge, uh, they'll always be right in the mix. So, I mean, I don't know how much longer uh, the the Pats dynasty, uh, I, I don't know if it's coming to an end anytime soon, unfortunately, but I feel like in terms of being a contender to consistently challenge uh, the Pats, I think the Chiefs with Mahomes, and I think uh, the Browns obviously have a shitload of talent now, and they have another great young QB like Baker Mayfield. I mean, there is some talent in the AFC, uh, now than there was you know, even you know five years ago, but unfortunately none of that talent is really based in the AFC East, um, <laughs> which you know helps give the Patriots uh, basically an extra five to six wins every year and a higher playoff seed. Next question: What was the moment where LeBron haters were at their absolute worst? Um, I'll tell you what: as a LeBron fan, the entire 2012 lockout season was just a mess. It was. That was, you know, obviously after that was really, I think, the lowest point for LeBron and how he was viewed. Uh, being a LeBron fan, literally after every game, it didn't matter. It didn't matter how LeBron played. It didn't matter whether he played well. It didn't matter whether he was made a lot of clutch shots. It didn't matter whether they won or lost. Everybody, it was always nothing but choker jokes and ringless jokes. And that's why I was just so happy to uh, see. That was another reason besides being a fan that I was happy to see LeBron win because. It just was so much more enjoyable once you know you, you were able to, to not have to hear all that bullshit after every single game and after every you know every single thing. It was so always people just crapping on LeBron. So I think the lockout season uh, in 2012, when LeBron was coming off of uh, you know the, the finals meltdown, uh, that was I think the worst point for for uh, in terms of being a LeBron fan, and that was the most. I wouldn't say stressful, but it was just annoying. It just there was it wasn't very enjoyable. It wasn't very enjoyable, and I think uh, that's why winning the title. It's hard. It's hard to believe now that you know we've gone as long without you know with LeBron having a ring as we did with LeBron being ringless. I mean, the ringless jokes still seem like yesterday. And and then you know once LeBron won a few rings, the haters moved the goalpost to talk you know to change it to finals record. Uh, and you know they'll always find something to shit on LeBron for. Some of it might be warranted, but a lot of it is just jealousy and insecurity. Uh, next question: Top ten hottest sports wives slash girlfriends. Uh, this is honestly uh, a disgusting question because I don't view women as objects. I don't sexualize women because I have standards and I have morals and I'm a class act. So I am not going to answer that question. Your question, sir is officially canceled. Next question. Who would you want to make a guest appearance on the podcast? Well, if there are any famous people, and by famous people I mean anybody with a verified check, I know that's that's pretty low bar, that enjoy the podcast or listen to the podcast or who follow me, uh, I mean, I'm down to interview anybody. I think it'd be, it'd be nice to interview somebody for a change. Uh, obviously, pro athletes would be nice. Uh, celebrities. I mean, anybody who is uh, well-known. Um, if they want to be interviewed, I mean, they could always just tell me to, to DM them or, or something like that. And we could get something set up. But, uh, if not, Hey, it, it is what it is. I'm not, I'm not, uh, 
starving for guests, but I would I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it. Next question: uh, If you had the chance to spend the day with the military or cut Tom Brady, which one would you do? Well, you see, that's where my genius comes into play. I would cut Tom Brady while I was on a military base. I would call Tom and tell him, "Sorry, buddy, but you're cut. We're letting you go." While I was on a military base or a USS battleship or some shit like that, it would be killing two birds with one stone, so to speak, and it would be glorious. Here's a baseball question for all you baseball heads. Who's more deserving to be in the Hall of Fame, Pete Rose or the Cheaters in the late 90s, early 2000s? Well, I mean, it, I, this, this might be uh, taking the easy way out, but I mean, why not both? Why not all of them? I mean, players have been cheating for for as far back as, as time can go. I mean, players in the 70s used to take amphetamines and do all sorts of shit to try and, you know, to recover and do all that. I mean, look, the thing is, is that most players will try, It's as long as they're keeping score, as long as they're keeping score, and as long as, you know, people get handed out contracts uh, for, for their production, there's always going to be people that are looking to get an edge, unfair or not. And it's always been that way. Uh, and so I think really, I think, um, unless a player, that's why, like, I think there's, there's a difference because Sammy Sosa, for instance, wasn't a hall of fame player before he started to juice. So I wouldn't vote for Sammy Sosa because a lot of his production was based off the fact that he produced. It was artificial. Uh, same goes to Mark for Mark McGuire to a lesser extent. When it comes to a guy like Barry Bonds, who was well on his way to becoming a Hall of Fame player before you know he his head grew three times as big. Uh, I, I would vote for Barry Bonds. I think I think Barry Bonds is the greatest baseball player of all time, and I wouldn't even hesitate to say that. Uh, he was one of the few baseball players that I would literally stop to watch because he was just so ridiculously good. I don't care if if he was juicing; he was on track to be a Hall of Famer before he got on the roids. Uh, as for Pete Rose, I think I mean look, Pete Rose has over you know. He almost has 4,300 hits. He's the all-time hits leader. He should be in the Hall of Fame, uh, even if he gambled. I mean, if you got racist and, and, and shit like that in the Hall of Fame, I think you could you could make enough room for Pete Rose to get a spot. That's just my two cents. I also will say this. I think that it's it's the ba- like the commissioners like Bud Selig and shit like that are hypocrites because they turn their they turned the other way. They turned their backs during the steroid era because they knew they knew all this shit was going on at the time and they didn't care because they wanted the ratings especially after the 94 season when it was cut short from a strike uh, and they needed a way to bounce back and that's why the mcguire sosa home run race in 98 really rejuvenated and put interest back in baseball and anybody with a fucking brain cell could see that these guys who looked like you know professional wrestlers and had grown you know had had you know put on hundred pounds of muscle uh in you know a few years uh knew they were juicing i mean come on give me a break everybody knew this but they just didn't care and then to to later on come back and say oh it was a disgrace give me a fucking break you knew the entire time stop being a two-faced hypocrite you little bitch here's a question it's a very sensitive topic so trigger warning how do you feel about aaron hernandez not receiving the hall of fame considerations he deserves quite frankly i think aaron hernandez not being in the Hall of Fame, especially not a first ballot Hall of Famer, is a disgrace. It's a disgrace and it's an example of racism and white supremacy in this country. Don't tell me that a murderer 
can't be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, especially when you got O.J. Simpson in there. Okay, so I don't want to hear it. Aaron Hernandez was a three-time AFC East champion. He was a 2011 AFC AFC champion. He scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl, which is more. He scored as many touchdowns in the Super Bowl as Randy Moss. He scored more touchdowns in the Super Bowl than Marvin Harrison and Terrell Owens, Calvin Johnson, all, all so many other great receivers who are in or will be in the Hall of Fame someday. So I don't want to hear it. Aaron Hernandez deserves to be in the Hall of Fame right now. Um, and uh, it's a shame that because he's Hispanic, he's not in. It's, it's just another example of, of white privilege and white supremacy at work. Thanks a lot, Obama. Next question, what are your long-term goals with your platform? Do you plan to pursue a career in media, continue to grow your brand in different avenues? Well, um, I think I've said before, I think I don't really have a set goal. I mean, I just like producing content that people that people uh, enjoy, or at least some people enjoy, some people hate, particularly people in Boston and Golden State. But uh, I've, said it, I've said it before multiple times. The reason I got on Twitter was... For a couple reasons. One was to try and make people laugh and to post stats that I like. And that really hasn't changed. Uh, and the fact that I have such a big following, at least a relatively big following compared to other people, um, and the fact that there might be potential for me to make a profit out of it, yeah, I mean, I, I might want to, I'm starting to take advantage of it. I already have, in, in a way, I've made some money off of it. Uh, I hope to uh, make. I don't really necessarily have a, a plan to be in media, but I feel like I have, uh, I feel like I have uh, a good sense of humor and a witty way about me that I feel like if I was put on a platform, I think I could succeed. And uh, so I feel like I have a lot to offer. And some people may not like it, but I feel like uh, you know I think the best is yet to come. I really do, and I th- and I, I always say I'm very thankful for all my fans. Who are very supportive and very devoted for me. I know it's not easy to have to follow, you know, all the fifty thousand accounts I get because I get uh, suspended for no fucking reason uh, every few months. But um, maybe I'd lo- I'd love to start branching out to other avenues. I know a lot about pop culture and movies and things like that, and I think that based on how many followers I have and the following I have had before, I'm sure there's some people that would want to see it. So I hope to do a lot more, and I hope to make some profit. But I just like making people laugh, most of all. I like bringing joy to people's lives and having a positive impact, however small that is, uh, on people's lives. So that's my that's what I get more out of anything. Although money obviously wouldn't be bad either. Uh, so if anybody's listening to this, if you want to, if you know, if you if you feel like it, if you would want to maybe donate your entire life savings into my account, I would not mind that. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Uh, but uh, I'm not going to force anybody, but it'd be nice if he did. But again, I'm not forcing anybody to do But uh, on a serious note, yeah, I, I, I've said before, I hope eventually to uh, to maybe do a series on YouTube where I give my own spin on famous movies. Unfortunately, I'm not very good. I'm not, I suck at editing. Uh, I'm very remedial when it comes to computer stuff. So uh, I'd have to have an editor and all that shit. But I feel like I have some good ideas that uh, I hope someday will come to fruition because I feel like I have a lot to offer. Next question. Do you legitimately believe MJ was bad or his weak competition just made him look a lot better than he actually was? Well, at, at no point have I ever said that Michael Jordan was bad. I think Michael Jordan is one of the two best basketball players of all time. I've said it countless times. I think him it's either him or LeBron. 
they're in their own tier. And uh, I think a lot of my jokes, I guess, or my points about MJ are about his his lack of competition. I think that his lack of, I think his competition, I think he had such a big athletic advantage because back in uh, the 80s and 90s, there weren't many super athletic six foot six shooting guards around. So he always had an athletic advantage, but he was also really skilled. I mean, Michael Jordan was just a phenomenal player. He was arguably the best player in the league from, from his rookie season. I mean, he was that good. So in terms of individually, there's nothing overrated about Michael Jordan. Maybe maybe a few of his finals performances in the second three-peat and a few of his playoff series in the second three-peat, but uh, you know, Michael Jordan is 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 in rare air. He's he's one of the two best basketball players of all time. He's in his own tier with LeBron. Uh, um, but yeah, I do think his competition gets really overrated by old heads and people who get blinded by nostalgia. And that's what I take issue with. I don't take issue with people who who uh, say MJ was amazing or say, or even say that he's the greatest of all time. I mean, I can't, I think, uh, I, I, in all, in all seriousness, I think it's very close between him and LeBron as the greatest of all time. Uh, so I have a ton of respect for MJ's talent. I don't have a lot of respect for MJ's really anything else he does. Like, I think he's a horrible owner. I think he's a horrible father. And I think that he's, uh, uh, horrible with managing money. He's a degenerate gambler and he's a scumbag, but in terms of his basketball ability, uh, there's nothing overrated about him. Next question. Does anyone that actually knows you know that you're Barry McCockner on Twitter? Uh, no, because I never leave my basement. Next question. Why do you hate soccer so much? Well, I just, I don't, I don't know. I've just never been a really big fan of soccer. I think it's boring. I think that it's just basically consists of metrosexuals running around a big field for 90 plus minutes flopping. Uh, there's not enough excitement. There's just a lot of, you know, dead air, just a lot of, just, I don't know, it's just boring to me, I've never found it very exciting, uh, I also think soccer fans are very sensitive to it, because they know deep down that soccer will never be relevant in America, it might be relevant in other countries, uh, and it might be quote-unquote the world's most popular sport, but, you know, it'll never be relevant in America, I'm sorry, it might get a little bit more popular, but it'll never ever be able to compete with, you know, the NFL, the NBA, or even Major League Baseball in America. Next question. Will the XFL work the second time around? Well, I hate to break it to you, but uh, no, it's not. All right, so we're almost done with the questions. Uh, let me try and find a few more to answer. All right, here's a good one. Uh, how many accounts would you have had and what would your total number of followers be if you added them all together? Well, this is this is an interesting one, I say, because all right, I, I must have I've had shit. I'm probably on like my close to my twentieth account by now. And I had my I, I got on Twitter for the first time during the twenty thirteen NBA playoffs. I remember it vividly. It was during the Eastern Conference Finals between the Pacers and the Heat. That was when I first got a Twitter account. So like Late May of 2013 was my original Twitter account. I had that Twitter account for until like November 2016. So for three and a half years or so. Uh, and I got that all the way up to like 9,000 followers. And I, and I, at that time, I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. I have like so many followers. And I thought, you know, I thought, and then for about a year or two, for about a year or two, I kind of rotated from getting suspended and I never really got above, you know, the same threshold of around 10,000 followers. Uh, 
But then last year during, I think it was during, I think March of 2018, I did this thread called, uh, I did a, I did a thread basically making fun of MJ's competition. And it was a, it was a huge thread. It was a popular thread and anybody who was there remembers and knows what I'm talking about. And all of a sudden after that, my account just skyrocketed and I, I ended up having like, I got up to like 60,000 followers and then that account got suspended. And then I had another account and that got up to like 20,000, I think. And then that got suspended. And then I, then I got up to 60,000 on another account and then that got suspended. And then I got to the sports talk Barry account. And that was my most popular account that I've had to date. For some reason that account lasted for like seven months and I got all the way up to 240,000 followers on that. Um, so I guess using that one, had I never been suspended, I would probably be right now at least at least three hundred thousand, at least. Uh, so I'm 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 pretty pissed that uh, of all the of all the accounts I've lost and gotten suspended, uh, I'm most pissed about that one because that one had a lot of gems on it, uh, and it had uh, a lot of that had really famous potential. And I don't I don't think it's a coincidence that that got that account got suspended. Uh, immediately following the Skip Bayless man boobs uh, uh, incident. I'm sure somebody put in a word to get my account suspended after that. Um, but uh, that's the one I think, I think had that not gotten suspended, that account, uh, I'd probably be at 300,000 at least by now. But hey, for this one, my, my current account, uh, I'm already over 100,000 followers, which I mean, the fact that I'm talking about it so casually is just ridiculous to me because again, when I first got a Twitter, I thought a thousand followers was a lot, and I would never ever expected to get this well known, uh, at least on Twitter. So uh, it, it's still like it's still mind numbing sometimes to think, wow, I have this many followers, and I'm just a fat white guy who uh, doesn't have any life. That's just incredible to me. All right, let me let me let's end up with uh, the last question. Which troll are you more proud of? The cap troll from February or the man boobs troll from this summer? Oh, I think, I think obviously, I think man boobs is, is right up there with anything I've ever done. I think uh, the fact that it was, it, it made national news. It was on national television. I, I got, I got Skip Bayless to say man boobs on national television. I mean, there's really, the only, I, I said it before, the only thing that could really, I guess, uh, surpass that is if I was able to get Trump or something to retreat to retweet me on one of his tweets. That's really, I think, the only way I could do better. But getting Skip Bayless to say man boobs and fall for one of my reports on national television, I mean, it, it was all over the world. So that was something that I will never forget, and I'm sure nobody else who follows me will ever forget. Uh, if you just say man boobs, my followers automatically know what you're talking about. Uh, so, uh, I think it's that one. Although the cap troll was really funny too. All right, so that that really ends this that ends this mailbag episode. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk at least a little bit about the Antonio Brown situation, which uh, everybody who who hasn't been living under a rock for the last week or two, Antonio Brown, uh, one of the greatest receivers in NFL history, is a 31 year old man, and. He is bitching about not being able to wear a helmet, and he uh, was threatening to sit out the entire season or threatening to retire because he wasn't able to wear a helmet that he liked. Uh, this is I, I've never I can't I I can't ever remember a player as good as Antonio Brown being such a fucking idiot. 
Like, he is actively stupid. <laughs> he is actively stupid, and yet he's one of the best players in NFL history. He's one of the best receivers in NFL history. It's incredible. And it's 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 just ridiculous because it feels like... It, I can't ever really remember, and also this this is... This isn't even talking about the fact that he fucking froze his own feet in a in a in a chamber in a chiro, in a chiro, something I can't even pronounce the word, but it was like a, he fucking fell asleep in a in a in a chiropractic or something. I can't I don't know the, how to pronounce the word, but he fell asleep in a in a chamber and he got frostbite on his feet. Um, I, I can't ever remember an athlete who didn't break any laws like tanking his reputation in such a short amount of time as Antonio Brown has. I mean, even going back to like last November, like when you talked about Antonio Brown, people were like, oh yeah, he's a great receiver. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame someday if he stays healthy. But like fast forward, you know, six, seven months later, when you talk about Antonio Brown, people are saying, oh, he's an idiot. He's an idiot. He's a a clown. You know, he's a a sideshow. And like, I can't, maybe Dwight Howard? But like again, and it's not like he's broken the law. So it's it's, but he's 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 just such he's. It's incredible how good he is, despite the fact that he's he's just an idiot. It's just incredible, uh, and uh, uh, hopefully, uh, I, I think it's I enjoy it. I think it's funny, um, and uh, let's just uh, let's just see what happens. Hopefully, uh, in all seriousness, I, I think that there's something. A little bit mentally off with him because uh, he's taken a lot of hits to the head, and I hope that uh, I hope that it doesn't devolve into something serious like uh, uh, some of the other instances we've seen from from players that have had CTE before. So I hope that Antonio Brown doesn't have that, and I hope that he's I hope that he you know at the end of the day you hope that he's okay uh, mentally and physically. But uh, and I, also, I love watching him play, so I hope he gets back out there. Uh, and I hope that he's in a right mental state of mind, but he's certainly made himself look like a clown these last few months. Well, folks, that wraps up this episode of the Class Act Podcast. I had a lot of fun recording it. I, I hope to, event, like I mentioned before, hopefully, I hope to branch out eventually uh, to other avenues. I feel like I have a lot to give. I feel like I there's a lot of potential, especially with the following that I've had and especially with how devoted and loyal my followers are. I feel like there's a lot of potential to do bigger things than just Twitter uh, in a podcast. Uh, and I hope that someday that potential gets realized and hopefully it comes to fruition. Uh, and again, I, I always say this, and I really do appreciate uh, all my fans and my followers. And believe me, it is not lost on me uh, how fortunate I am to have such a big devoted following. So thank you. Stay classy and respect the troops.